0: So here, I, ha- I have a pitch I have a pitch for Nike. Nike should make a bottomless shoe, and they should call it and market it as the LeBron because it has no soul. Not actually, not, that's not an actual pitch, but LeBron James does reveal that he is actually clueless about everything that is going on in the entire world, and Democrats take to the debate stage and bumble about insane and moronic plans To win a democratic base that is shifting further and further away from the values that normal humans hold. I'm Armstrong Sims. This is the Armstrong Sims Show. Ah, yes. It's it's been a while since I uh, released a podcast. Sorry about that. Um, Just had busy busy weekend, busy week, busy life. Things going on. But I'm back. Um I had I had someone from the uh audience write in and and say recommend cuz uh, uh, like one or two podcasts ago I was asking for recommendations on what days of the week I should set as podcasts and he said Friday. I should set Friday and then come out with other ones at random. And so I think I think it's kind of gonna, I think I'm going to do Thursday. I'm going to do Thursday podcasts on Thursday. Um, 7 a.m. on Thursdays, and then other ones at random if I can and if I am, feel so inclined. But I'm going to try to stick to one pod, at least one podcast a week coming out on Thursday morning at 7 a.m., which I obviously will record on Wednesdays, um, that you can listen to at your leisure whenever you want on Thursday, Friday, or the weekend. So that is that. So there was a democratic debate. There was a democratic debate Tuesday night, and um, it was held in uh, Westerville, Ohio, um, which I, I don't know is for sure, but I, I'm, I'm guessing it was a response to basically the idea that the, for some reason Ohio has been in the news lately as the fly, the quote the flyover state. Ohio as the is the flyover state, and uh, so. You know, we're going to take the democratic debate to the people, to the five, or prove we don't, prove we care about everyone. And you know, these these states are important in the primaries too. So, yeah, that happened. It was on CNN. It was um, hosted by CNN and the New York Times. But I don't know. Uh, I I didn't recognize anyone from the New York Times. I think there's probably someone one of the moderators from the New York New York Times. But it was on CNN, and it was uh, Anderson Cooper was one of the moderators. And it was <laughs> exactly as you would expect. Um, the ratings, by the way, um, I'm, I'm, as I'm looking at it, it got 8.34 million watching on live TV, which is down very significantly from the last one a month ago, which got 14 million. So from 14 million to 8 million. That's interesting. But I knew going into this debate, I knew I knew watching this debate that Elizabeth Warren was the frontrunner. Okay, and I knew something about Elizabeth Warren, and I knew but I I, I honestly wasn't keeping that close of a watch on it Just because I, I, I frankly don't care and I frankly think that it's just such a waste of time and so boring but um, And honestly everyone's saying it's All the trump all the trump supporters in trump are basically saying this is all these debates are just for second place And it, it, if, if one of the front runners wins it it's true if any of the front runners that are winning in polls right now wins. Trump is going to be reelected. I'm just telling you right now. Um, Elizabeth Warren, I believe is leading in polls. Um, Joe Biden is right up there. I think he's possibly leading in the national poll. Um, And then Bernie Sanders is still there. Although Elizabeth Warren is swooping in and stealing all of Bernie's supporters because she's seen as the not crazy version of Bernie with the same, but with the same kind of policies, which is actually kind of insane to me that people would see her as the not crazy Bernie, because honestly she seems crazy compared to Bernie. When I, if I look at the two of them together, I say, man, Elizabeth Warren, that's the crazy one because she dodges. And and, and that's the lying one because she dodges questions like no other. Uh, there was a time I'm, I'm probably going to, I'm, I'm gonna actually go find, try to find a clip, but there was a time when she was, she was asked like, 20 times throughout the night, and, and after the debate, they did like a panel um, where each of the individual candidates come on one at a time and respond to questions from a panel, and they asked her, they kept pushing her and kept pushing her and kept pushing her to admit that her plan raises taxes on the middle class, and she wouldn't say it did. She didn't say it didn't, obviously, because it does. She's released her plan, and it's the same exact plan as Bernie, and it r- raises taxes on the middle class very clearly. But she keeps; she refuses to say it. She she keeps saying it. Overall costs will go down. She means that you know after when you don't have to pay for all your private insurance and all that kind of thing, your taxes will go up, but the overall cost will go down when you have to stop paying all this that you're paying for medical now. But she keeps saying that your overall cost will go down. But when she keeps keeps getting pressed on, is the taxes on the middle class going up? She dodges and dodges and dodges because the truth is. Yes, and she doesn't want to say that. She doesn't want to say yes, because that's not bad. And the moment she says, yes, I'm going to raise taxes, she knows that, I mean, the moment she says, I'm going to raise taxes on the middle class, she knows that uh, Trump's team is going to clip that and save it for when she wins the, the nomination and play it on ads from here to kingdom come, that she's going to raise taxes on the middle class. She wants to raise tax. She doesn't, the left no longer, the- honestly, the left started this campaign already in a crazy position of we're gonna tax the bleep out of the rich. like Bernie Sanders saying there should be no billionaires. billionaires should not exist and um, AOC saying tax the rich tax the rich. like just they're just saying we're gonna tax the heck out of the rich. And, and that had to be at, at first is is just an insane statement. just how much they're proposing that we tax the rich. And, and when you look at how much they're already pay- paying already in proportion to the other people, it's insane. The, the top 1% pays more total in taxes than the bottom 95% of America. It's insane. So they're already they're already starting from an insane position. And then they went even more insane. Because now their position is no longer just tax the rich. It's tax everybody. I don't, Elizabeth Warren does not care how wealthy you are she's going to tax it all. She wants to tax every single human. She's not saying this, but she's not not saying it and she's refusing to answer questions when asked it and, and she's she's dodging all the questions because she wants to the the position is now it's no longer tax the rich. The position is now tax everybody. Take your money. Take everybody's money and give all the power to the state. And there <laughs> It really, really I, I know it's a cliche. It really is socialism that they're pushing. It, it's true, true socialism. Bernie's Bernie's verging on communism, like straight up communism. He even he even said he wants to have a poli- he wants to start a political revolution, which is, I mean, if that is not the most Marxist sounding statement I've ever heard from someone running for a president, <laughs> I want to like a workers' revolution. You know, I'm going to start a political revolution, like. Bernie is just coming out as straight up communist, as we all know he is. But, um, but I mean Bernie, uh, Bernie—it's no shock because Bernie is at least honest. Bernie's at least honest that he's going to tax every single person from, you know, he he wants to tax every single person every penny they own. He wants to, but he's not going to. But he he he, he his plan is to tax everybody, just so much money. And at least he's honest. Elizabeth Warren is just dodging questions. And that, that that's not a good look. And CNN, it was, it was really obvious on the uh, coverage of the debate. CNN really, really is realizing that what a disaster Elizabeth Warren is. Elizabeth Warren does not come across as a good candidate, a good person. She comes across a lot like a slime ball because how much she is lying. She 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 has a record for lying first. But also she just comes off as totally dishonest. And no one likes a dishonest person. All politicians come off as dishonest, let's be honest. I mean, name me a politician that seems completely genuine to you. Somehow, I don't know how, but somehow all pol- all the people who decide to become politicians and all the ones who get good at pol- get really high up in government are just somehow just totally Totally unlikable How is it that every single one of the I I think I've talked about this on my podcast before How is it that every single one of these people Is just completely unlikable So all politicians are are slimy All politicians seem like they're lying But Elizabeth Warren like To the nth degree seems like she's lying She seems like so untrustworthy She's just blatantly dodging questions And in CNN which is totally Totally biased And actually there was a um, Project Veritas Which is like a guerrilla reporter Undercover uh, trying to expose, exposed CNN. Um, they had a guy, a whistleblower inside CNN, wear a camera around and record, like for weeks and weeks and months, record inside CNN the goings on, basically revealing that uh, what we already knew, but giving us actual hard proof that CNN is totally biased and um, CNN president Zucker. Is just a complete personal vendetta for Trump, and he, there was actually video in the in the report that came out, the whistleblower report that came out um, against CNN. That it was video that showed basically a bunch of employees that hate covering Trump constantly because they want to have real journalistic. There's like a quote in there that was like, "I just want just a lot of people at CNN are just wanting to be real journalists with real to have real journalistic integrity." But Zucker comes on the 9 a.m. morning call every morning when she, he's briefing all of CNN on what to do that day and basically just says, no, sorry, you can't do. You have to just go after Trump. We're only going to do impeachment. And he's been doing that ever since Trump got in office. So all that to say that CNN is totally biased. And even CNN was just really, really getting at Elizabeth Warren. Like really pushing her, pushing her, pushing her, and it, honestly, it was—I hate to admit it—it it was honestly a bit of unbiased reporting. It was a bit of, you know, that you could tell some people on the panel were like, "Okay, let's let's not make her let's not make her look bad." But some people on the panel, on the CNN panel, were like, "Lady, you are you are literally refusing to say that it's going to raise taxes on the middle class because it is," and she just keeps dodging the questions, and they're all talking about how that makes her look bad because I what I think is happening is CNN and the, the Democrats are realizing people on the left are realizing oh my gosh this is what we came up with this is our best shot this is what we have we had 4 years we just are we just lost to Donald Trump when nobody in the world thought he was going to win every single poll Said Hillary was going to win, and everyone, every Democrat, was so hundred percent sure that Donald Trump was not going to win. And every they're joking about it and making, you know, saying I'm going to leave because they know it's going to happen. And Obama going on shows and saying he's Donald Trump's never going to be president. Donald Trump then comes out and beats them, and they have four years, or really I guess like two and a half years. Is that what we're up to now? Or really, really uh, three years? To come up with someone who can defeat Trump, and this is what they come up with. They have literally responded, the Democratic Party and its candidates have literally responded to the, basically the giant grassroots movement that supported Donald Trump, which, which basically, you know, saying, you know, forget you, to the current establishment and the left and the media. That's basically what it was. And in response to that, they've moved so much further left, like so much insanely further left, where literally every single person on the stage is supporting straight-up socialist agendas. Beto is just completely insane, you know, he, he he talked about his mandatory gun buyback, and basically saying, if you refuse to give up your gun, we're going to come door to door and take it from you. Like, basically, every single person on the Democratic primary stage is straight up communist. And you've got to be, you've got to realize, I mean, CNN has to have realized, what is going on? Really, Elizabeth Warren? The lady with a $30 trillion Medicare for all plan where you have to, you literally have to use the government Medicare programs and you can't use private, just basically destroy the private medical industry. This, this is what we came up with. So I, I can't blame them. The people at CNN have got to be freaking out, and the people at CNN on the panel—some of them were grilling Elizabeth Warren because they—they they got to be asking themselves, "What did we do? What are we doing that these people are leading in the polls?" They you have, you have Elizabeth. You have all these people who are, who are getting high in the Democratic polls, but no one on the right and. I assure you no one on the right and most on the left. I mean, everyone on the right and most in the middle are realizing, are, are watching those debates and realizing this is crazy stuff. Like this is actually insane. Beto wants to take, wants to remove taxism status from all churches, organizations, colleges who refuse to, I, I can't remember the term he used, but who refused to accept same-sex marriage as right? He wa- he want he wants to remove. I mean, and he wants to go door to door, taking people's firearms. I mean, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, I do you realize how how absolutely that that's so beyond insane? It's not even. Okay, so these people are so insane that they're making Joe Biden look moderate. Joe Biden is not moderate, but they're making Joe Biden look moderate. And then, um, this was all basically leading up to what I'm about to say, is that Tulsi Gabbard, who wasn't in the last debate and really had to work along with Andrew Yang to get on this debate stage. Tulsi Gabbard, is the most reasonable person on that stage, and it's not even close. Andrew Yang comes off as kind of reasonable, but Tulsi Gabbard is the most, like, she's the only actual sane human being on that stage. Tulsi Gabbard makes you realize what politics used to be. It makes you yearn for what politics used to be when you had not communists on the stage have to have real people who could actually get real b- voters in the middle because we got Donald we got like like in the basically what everyone was saying in, in the uh 2016 election was you basically have two of you you're picking between two evils you have two of the extremes no candidates in the middle well now on the Democrat side you have everyone on the extreme and then you have Tulsi Gabbard who is very close to the middle. And let me tell you I'm I'm going to go on record saying this and I absolutely 100% stand by it. Tulsi Gabbard would destroy Trump in a national election. I, it wouldn't even be close. Tulsi Gabbard would win in such a massive landslide against Donald Trump. I don't even I can't even tell you how firmly I believe this. Tulsi Gabbard would if Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard gets nominated, that's a guaranteed White House for the Democrats. I, I, she has as a Democrat, she would have everyone on the left, on the on the left, most on the left, not the not the like the five percent of people that on the left that are socialist or crazy, but the majority of the Democrats are not okay. I'm gonna, I, the majority of the Democrats are not crazy people, and so she would have the she would have the Democrats vote. She would have everyone in the middle. And she would even pull some Republicans. Because of how sane she is. Um. But she's not gonna win. You know she's not gonna win. She's not gonna win the nomination because for some reason the Democrats are going insane. And the media hates Tulsi Gabbard because they can't control her. Because she's too much mo- she's honestly too moderate for the media. And and here here here's why here's 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 how I know. This is insane. This is why I firmly believe that the media and the left have gone so far insanity, like to Insaneville um, because of this clip right here and the reaction to it, really.
1: This is often one of the most difficult decisions that a woman will ever have to make. And it's unfortunate to see how in this country it has for so long been used as a divisive political weapon. Uh, I agree with Hillary Clinton on one thing, disagree with her on many others, but when she said abortion should be safe, legal, and rare, I think she's correct. We see how the consequences of laws that you're referring to can often lead to a dangerous place, as we've seen them as they're passed in other countries where a woman who uh, has a miscarriage past that six weeks could be imprisoned because abortion would be illegal at that point. Uh, I do, however, think that there should be some restrictions in place. I support codifying Roe v. Wade while making sure that during the third trimester, abortion is not an option unless the life or severe health consequences of a woman are at risk. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, that was about abortion, obviously. Um, so she wants. She wants to restrict all all abortions in the third trimester. Um, except for when uh, the life of the woman's or. You know, major health concern of the woman, which, which, even, even, even the reason I don't go down, I don't even, I won't even, uh, the major, major health concern, the life of a woman, uh, there's an argument to be had there. If the life of a woman is at stake, but major health concern, I, I don't like that language because that can be twisted to mean so many things. It's so vague that can be twisted to mean so, the, the, you could literally even twist that to, to mean mental health, okay? So I don't like that language, but she wants to restrict all abortions in the third trimester except for when hell, which is. I, I don't agree with that, but I would take it. I would take that. Um. Over what we have now, which is just abortions for everyone here, here have an abortion. Throw you out. here, 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 here's, here's an abortion for you. You know. So that 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 is a step forward, in my opinion. So, you know, she she must restrict the third trimester abortions, and she says abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. I don't think it should be legal. But safely, legal, and rare is a whole lot better than what we have now. Of course, safely when you just the government just says abortion should be safely, legal, and rare, but we're not gonna restrict it. That's that means nothing. But she's actually wants to take steps towards restricting it, and she wants to take steps towards making it rare. Which is Okay, th- th- I don't agree with this, but that's a sane position. Okay, that's a position that's been held by Democrats for a while, for a long time, and that is a position that many people in the United States could get behind. I could even get behind a third trimester, a ban on, on abortions in the third trimester, because that's a that's a step forward. I'm, I'm for I'm for any step forward. If you said right now, Armstrong, you could take abortions are legal abortions are legal except for in the cases of rape and Health concerns for the mother. I would take that in a heartbeat because like the vast 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 majority of abortions are Just convenience. No, no health concerns not rape. It's just man, I don't want this baby so I would take that in a heartbeat. So third trimester is a step in the right direction To have someone on the Democrat stage say they want to restrict abortion to the third trimester is, you know, that is uh, is comforting for me to hear. Uh, But the problem, the problem, of course, comes with the left's reaction to this. The left, the Democrats, went crazy on Twitter, and everywhere, they went crazy basically calling Tulsi Gabbard all kinds of names, saying she's not a real Democrat, she doesn't actually care about women, all this kind of random... It, 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 it proves, it proves to me, and it should prove to you, that when, when they freak out of her saying that abortion should be rare, she says abortion should be rare, and they flip. And that should prove to you That They don't really care but they're they're not for women's rights. They're not for right to choose They're not just for the right to abortion. They're obsessed with abortion They worship Abortion I I, I'm not even kidding They literally and and I know how, how crazy this sounds but they literally are obsessed and love the idea that you can walk in somewhere, to a doctor's office, and murder a human being. They love this, and I posted, I posted about this on my Instagram, on my Instagram story. I, I mean, I don't have any, very many followers on my Instagram story; it's just friends and people I know. Um, I, I, I posted about this and how disgusted I was because this proves to me that the left is obsessed with. They're not. They don't just write for the. They're not just for the right to abortion. They're obsessed with abortion. And disgusts me and I had someone I had multiple people I had like four or five people respond to me because I, I, I then I went on a abortion posted about abortion and bo- abortion statistics and all this kind of thing like a, you know kind of like a rant I didn't posting about all these stats and stuff and I had like four or five people but one of the person was like he literally responded and said I love abortion he said I love abortion I love Planned Parenthood i love everything Planned Parenthood does And I'm just like, what, how, how can I, how can, how, how can I help you? You need to see a therapist. Like, that is so wrong. I can't even begin to describe, sorry, I'm taking so many long pauses. It's just, it so affects me. I I don't know I don't know it's just it's just insane it's sad and it's insane but um It's where we are and and people are attacking Tulsi Gabbard for saying that abortion should be rare and because they're obsessed with it and, and it, it, To me, it's just evidence of what I already knew That they're just upset they're obsessed with killing They literally worship the fact that they can walk into a doctor's office and Take the life of someone So But All this to say <laughs> That Tulsa Gabbard is not going to win the nomination She's just not In a nationwide election against Trump She would win hands down She cannot win the de- Democratic primary Because the Democrats right now The Democratic base are not sane right now They don't realize the actual circumstances If they were, If they were smart they would get together and say, here's what you do. If you're in that position, you don't say, who do we want? You say, who can we get, who can beat Trump? That's what you say. If it really is such a huge, massive problem to them that Trump's in office, like it's such, like it, it it's, it's, they're literally losing sleep every night over this. And if it's such a massive problem, and such a, Like, a threat to our society, it's like, they they, they literally are saying that Donald Trump, the the current president of the United States, is the greatest threat to America in their lifetime. Which is just an insane thing to say. But if they truly believe that, they should get together and say, who can win? Not, who do we want? Who do we ideally want? Oh, I want Medicare for all, ideally. Well, you know what? That's not going to win a national election. I hate to break it to you, but you're crazy. But the entirety of America is not that crazy. You're 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 out on your own on that one. So what they should do is they should get together and they should say, "Who can who can we have that beats Trump?" And the answer is so obvious to me, and and so many on the right has been, have been saying this. Is Tulsa Gabbard? Tulsa Gabbard would win the national election, no question. If the Democrats want a chance, if the Democrats want to win, if the Democrats really, honestly, want a guaranteed person in the White House, they nominate Tulsi Gabbard. But she's not going to win. She's not going to win because she's sane. Because she's moderate. Because she's near the middle and she, she... She she, is what the Democratic Party was 20 years ago. and And the Democratic Party has gone so insane... That they 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 can't they can't take it they they can't they can't look past the ends of their nose and realize and assess the situation and realize what they need to do um I'm gonna play you i I was gonna talk about LeBron okay I'm gonna play you this clip this is Tulsi's closing statement I think it's really good I think Tulsi ever had an amazing performance in the debate and I think this her closing statement is actually kind of good
1: The challenge before us today is that our country is very divided. Donald Trump must be defeated. But we must do more than just defeat Donald Trump. We need to deliver a win for the American people. We must stand united as Americans, remembering that we are all brothers and sisters, that we are all connected. This is the kind of leadership that I seek to bring as president, inspired by the example of presidents like Abraham Lincoln, who talked about how we should have malice for none, and charity for all. When I look out at our country, I don't see deplorables. I see fellow Americans, people who I treat with respect, even when we disagree and when we disagree strongly. I will work to, to restore a White House that represents light and compassion and respect for every American, regardless of race, religion, orientation, gender, or political affiliation. So I want to ask everyone to join me. Join me in bringing about this government of, by, and for the people that serves all the people of this country. You can visit my website, Tulsi2020.com, for more information.
0: Okay, so she gets up there, and she says the totally crazy, crazy idea that we're all Americans, and we should treat each other with respect, and that when I look out, I don't see deplorables. I'm not going to call... My, I'm not gonna call the people who vote for this man my political opponent deplorable. They're fellow fellow Americans, and I'm gonna fight for you. And I believe that you're Americans, and I want to get along with everyone. That that I I can get behind that. That's something I think Trump Trump's one of Trump's biggest faults is his inability, And his uh, I think his unwillingness to reach out. To the American, to his, to, to all Americans, it's his unwillingness to be nice to those who don't support him. It's also saying, "I don't see deplorables; I see fellow Americans, and I'm going to treat everyone with respect, and I'm going to treat everyone the same, no matter what political ideas they have." I mean that. Isn't that... I, I heard that and I, I was moved. And, and not that I agree with Tulsi Gabbard. On many issues, I disagree with her. And not that I would vote for her. But, I mean, that that was just so refreshing. That's what That's what all politicians used to talk like. All politicians used to say... To talk like that and quote Abraham Lincoln... And talk about how we should have malice towards none... But we should treat everyone with respect... That's how all politicians used to talk not long ago. Ten years ago. And now we've gotten to a place where Ellen has to make a public statement. Has to issue a public statement explaining why she was having fun and laughing with Former President George W. Bush, and the left still attacks her for that. That's where we are. And Trump isn't Trump isn't saying that stuff either. What Tulsi just said, Trump, uh, who knows what Trump's Trump is is crazy. Trump goes off the rails. It's kind of awesome to watch. It's so interesting and so new. Uh, but Tulsi Gabbard is 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 channeling old as in old I mean like 20 years ago, American values, like 10 years ago. Just channeling what we used to talk and what people used to believe and what people used to talk about just not that long ago. And and people are going crazy over it. So, you know what? That right there, that right there is an example of why I think Tulsi Gabbard would just destroy Donald Trump. Which he, if she can get on stage and talk like that. I mean that and, and she she's not you know, she she would win. But you know, here's what she needs to do. She needs to get one the next time she has a debate. She needs to use the platform, the next time she has a huge platform, she needs to use it to say what I said earlier. She needs to literally point at every single person on the, every single one of her opponents, and say, we need to ask ourselves, will any of these people win a national election? And she needs to say, and, and I don't care if it hurts these candidates' feelings, I don't care what, these candidates are not representing the views of the normal American. She needs to say, these people, I, I know 20% of you are, the, 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 the crazy part of our party, the extremist part of our party supports some of these people. But the majority of Americans, like 80% of the Americans, the other 80% of Americans, don't believe this. And aren't going to go with this. And don't want this. And are not even close To this far along in the quote unquote progressive progressiveness of what they want. And she needs to point to all of them and say, they're not going to win. And she needs to be very blunt. I am your only hope. These people are not going to win a national election against Trump. And she needs to say, I can. I am representing the views of the average American. I can win the election. I'm the only one who can win the election. That's what she needs to say. And it's true. But she's not going to win. She's not going to win. Okay. So, I was going to talk about LeBron James. Should I, should I, should I? Oh, sure. I- I'll play the clip. So, um, some background. Um, Rockets, the GM of the Rockets. Houston Rockets, NBA team. Um, tweeted, um, So, also, some even more background, I guess. Some deeper background. Um, NBA has some preseason games. They have this thing with China, for some reason, this preseason, where they're going to go over to China and play some preseason games in China just, you know, to excite the fan base in China, which they do have a big reach in China. And so, um, the GM of the Rockets tweeted, hashtag free Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is currently protesting for freedom, you know. Um, over the communist regime that is China, which has killed 60 million people. But, you know, so he tweets free Hong Kong, which is a totally American position and a totally pro-freedom position. And who is going to oppose that, right? Well, the NBA, re- NBA released a statement saying, um, we don't agree with that. And we love China, basically. that That's paraphrasing, but basically saying we don't care about... Uh, we care about money. We don't care about actual freedom. We don't care about human rights. We just care about the money that China's. So don't insult. And so then LeBron and it's all these players have been asked about it, and they've all refused to comment. You know they're they're so they're so vocal about complaining about Donald Trump and talking about human rights for black people. But you know what? Whatever, that's your right. You, you do you do you you say whatever you want, honestly. But if you're gonna th- stand up for human rights, for some people. You stand up for the human rights of all people. Well, that's not what they do. They refuse to answer about China. They they just refuse to take a stance on China. So there's been there been a, a big controversy, and um, Steve Kerr, the uh, Golden State Warriors coach, said the most insane thing. He he said, um, "I don't think we should be criticizing China um, when we um, have people slaughtered in the streets every day, and I'm afraid to go to the mall because I'll get shot down." by... by- Comparing a communist regime with government-sponsored murdering of 60 million people to a some lone wolves gunning down like 200-something people per year, which is like how many people die a year in a mass shooting in America. 200-something people per year, with completely non-government-affiliated people going on their own, totally breaking the law and killing. I mean, it's so bad. It's... Hard to believe that he said it, but he said it. But Steve Kerr is insane. And by, and by insane, I mean absolutely stupid. But anyways, uh, LeBron was asked about this same question, and this is what he said. Here we go.
2: We, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech. But at times, there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others. and You only, only think about yourself. So um, I don't believe,
0: uh, I don't want to hold on first first i think i think the question i, I we don't have the question that he was asked but I, I believe the question it sounds like the question he was asked was about the free free speech for hong kong and um do you think hong kong should have free speech and then he he he, tw- he, he goes on to say um free speech talk about um our free speech or the rockets gm's free speech
2: we, we all talk about this freedom of speech yes we all do have freedom of speech but at times there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others and only, you're only thinking about yourself. So um, I don't believe uh, I don't want to get into a, a word uh, word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl uh, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on on, on the situation at hand and um, and he spoke and uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so just be careful what we what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be um, a lot of negative that comes with that too.
0: Last question. Okay. Okay. Okay, wow. So he, he says, you know, freedom of speech. We, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but, you know, there's some negatives that can come with that. Okay. So then... He goes on to say, David Morey, David Morey, the the GM of the Rockets, wasn't educated on the issue, the issue going on in China. (laughs) David Morey, the Rockets, Rockets GM, who has a degree from MIT and has built one of the most successful NBA franchises in the NBA, wasn't educated, isn't educated on the situation in China. That is when LeBron James actually said. He literally said that. I I, came in, I just played the clip for you. You can't make this up. Yeah. <laughs> please, LeBron, please, please. Almighty one with wisdom, who apparently is the only one with wisdom on this matter who knows so much more about China than MIT grad David Morey or any of us. Please bestow us with what is actually going on in China, yes, what tell us tell us how tell us your 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 view on what's happening in China and the Hong Kong situation, please enlighten us, my gosh it's it's moronic and then and then to top it all off, he says. A lot of people could have been harmed. A lot of people could have been harmed. Not only financially, but blah, 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 blah. Not only, he, a lot of people could be harmed, and then first thing that comes to his mind, first thing first thing he's worried about, because we know this is really what he's worried about, financially. A lot of people could have been harmed financially. Because we all know, the way this is really about is the money. They want the Chinese dollars. Because China said, you know, and, and, and also, I, I don't know if I've talked about this, but, once David Morey tweeted, then China released a statement saying they were quote-unquote disappointed in David Morey. And they were going to stop, not have the games. And then the NBA had to react. And so basically, China is owning, is is is, is have, has their will with everyone. Everyone in the NBA, just bowing to China. When, when Matt Walsh on, um, from the Daily Wire, he said that it's like the NBA is lying prostrate on the floor and licking the boot of a communist regime. That is what is going on. It's so such an accurate picture of what's going on here. China just has their way with the NBA, totally has their way. And they're having their way right now because you know all they care about is the Chinese dollars. That's all they're caring about. And, and LeBron James even admits it, that his number one concern was that it was going to hurt people financially. That was his number one concern he literally just admitted it so now that that that's what i have to say lebron james breaking news lebron james comes out on an, as an absolute moron and then you got people on twitter and and i know i'm i'm way over time here but and then you got people on twitter who are saying oh my gosh uh this just proves how racist everybody is that they're getting so mad at lebron when they didn't get mad at Steve Kerr for saying the same thing. You know what, okay. There, there, There's a really, really, really good reason why everyone's freaking out more about LeBron than they were about Steve Kerr. You want to know why? Because LeBron James is the face of the NBA. And he has been for a while. And it, it, it's kind of getting to where he's not. But he's still, LeBron James is still the face of the NBA. LeBron James is by far the most well-known NBA player. And what he says has so much more, carries so much more weight than what Steve Kerr or Greg Popovich, so, uh, half the people listening to my program don't even know who those people are. But everyone listening to my program knows who LeBron James is. LeBron James' words carry so much weight. But, you know, of course, people love to just pin everything on racism. Everything they can possibly tag racism on, they they tag it. So, that's insanity. That's insanity. Please, But please please tell me more. Tell me more about how awful America is. LeBron, tell me more about how awful President Trump is. But you know China, oh, oh, they harvest people they harvest people's organs, kill people alive to harvest their organs. Uh oh, put people in put Muslims and Christians in mass uh concentration camps. Oh, oh you know what? They're good, but America's terrible. America's terrible. Yeah, oh my, give me up break. LeBron James exposed himself as an absolute moron who doesn't really understand what's going on anywhere. But you know, that's just my take. That's just my take on the matter. Okay, that's it. That that's all the time I have to spend with you today. I actually went way over time. This is way longer than it's supposed to be. These are supposed to be thirty minutes, but you know what, when I'm only doing one episode a week or I haven't done one in two weeks, it's gonna go a little long, so sorry about that, not sorry. Thanks for listening. Um, please email the show armstrongsimsshow at gmail.com you can follow me at twitter at armstrongsims instagram at armstrongsims thanks for listening see you next time